Hello and welcome to Game Brain, the board game podcast about our gaming group. I'm Ben Mandelker and joining me today, two luminaries in the world of board gaming and life. Luminaries, that's... Luminaries, Matt Robinson and Paul Satachit. Hi guys, how are you? Hey, hey, hey. Hey Ben, hey Matt, how are you doing? I'm well, Paul, how are you? Let's pretend to be saying hi for the first (laughs) time. Yeah, no, this is great. You know, like, I am... You present. Guys, you are present. <laughs> are you present? Present. We're all present. We're well. We're excited. We're excited. There's so much to talk about. So many games to talk about today. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm actually really excited to talk about games. Yeah. Um. Have you Have you been doing Matt? I feel like I haven't. Um. You haven't been on the pod since I think our our best of uh, 2023. I think you're right. Yeah. Um. I've been good. Work is. This has been a wild time of busyness. Um. But everything's good. I uh, I feel like most of my gaming happens in my head or online watching videos of other people game. But we have had a few gaming sessions that we'll get into at some point. But um, I mean, my game brain never sleeps, no matter how busy I get. In fact, I feel like the busier I get, the more my brain wants to relax with gaming. So I, I, I think a lot. The busier I, the more with busy work, the more I sort of find myself becoming obsessed with specific parts of gaming, and which has definitely happened in the last few weeks. We'll get into that. I actually feel exactly the same. I feel like I've I've actually been abandoning my non gaming friends uh, a bit, and also my non gaming activities because I do feel like in high stress situations, I really I need board games to like mentally unwind my brain and you would think it would be the opposite because you know you're you're exerting so much brain power but to me i always feel like it's a it's a mental massage when you sit down and play like a heavy game and work through some sort of puzzle and you come out you're like ah i was able to devote my brain to something other than the logistics of some bullshit yeah you know and i have to say big shout out to paul who's right over there hey it's me (laughs) Last week, um, I put on uh, my podcast, my other podcast, Watch What Crappens. We did this big ass show downtown LA, and Paul ran our backstage, and he killed it. I killed so it. Good I want. I want to yeah. give you those. Those. Thank those you. Credits. Live. All of our listeners will now know. Yeah. Paul was, the backstage guy. <laughs> it was, Paul was. Paul was. He was. He was bringing people back and forth. He was like. He was on top of everything. I love it. I was at your show last year, and it is a very impressive show. You guys Thank put you. on a big, big show. Thank you very much. Well, it was uh, it was even bigger this year, and um, it was great. It was great. Like you uh, you know, like I I think everyone was very happy, and I I got to sit back and watch a little bit. Like like, oh, here's a side of Ben that I don't really get to see, right? Because I I feel like uh, sometimes I feel like on Game Brain we get very serious. Exactly. We're like, guys, I just feel this way about this mechanism you know <laughs> like like we just kind of like i mean you just there's just no balance in this deck and then um like we do get like a little like, serious even though we're like i think funny yeah no. light goofy well, people like we are <laughs> <laughs> but you know you when you start podcasting you get you sometimes you get yourself whipped up into a frenzy about yeah. like really specific things so it is fun to go out on a stage and wear a pink suit and be goofy you yeah know? no you were like i go oh in in this life, Ben is like silly forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like it's like oh, this is so different than my interaction with him. Like you know, on the game brain. So it's it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. So we just and have to you find- are a chore at game night. I mean, you are <laughs> absolutely exhausted. A chore. Oh my god. So like, oh, I can be. By the way, I can be. <laughs> you're like a, you're like a kettlebell. You like, oh my god, I'm just so tired of swinging this. Oh my god. <laughs> I I mean look there are times I I I feel like sometimes I use this podcast as like a therapy session I'll be like I just was going through it the other day but there are times when you know you know you show well, up you, and- it you know when when you're 
time for relaxing and uh, recharging your battery um, is so important that anything that gets in the way of that or makes it harder can really be triggering. It, you know, that's a really great way to put it because I think everyone comes to game nights with different ideas of like what they want out of it. Some people, But everybody comes needing it. Everyone comes needing it. Sometimes I feel like I need it more than anyone in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think those are the times when I get saltiest. I'm like, you guys don't know what I yeah. need right now. I, um, that's why it gets real. It gets real. No, but I mean, it, it's interesting because... I mean, that's why game nights are perpetually fascinating. It's why there's always so much talk on here about not just the games, but like what the experience was like, because I may be coming in or you may be coming in because you're so stressed out from like a project you're working mm-hmm. on and you need to unwind. Someone else may be coming in because they just want to like hang out with people. Someone else may be coming in because they have a game that they want to try. And so, and like all those things are usually dovetailed. Somebody's tired and wants to play a light game that's only two hours. And some people haven't played a heavy game in weeks and they're just dying to it. And they feel like all they've done is play light, medium weight games for other people. Yeah. Then someone's just got a new game today. And And everybody else has read reviews of it and knows it sucks, but doesn't want to blow that person's bubble. But no one wants to. Half the game's already played it and they're like, had a horrible experience, but that person's so excited. And then when you're just trying to relax and just have fun but you're playing a game of politics you're just like uh um so it's an interesting balance yeah, sometimes yeah, it's easier to, like, just to go home and watch like, tv who, who has to play with paul yeah, who's like gonna the take worst. the hits welcome to game therapy everyone this is a, a substack <laughs> of the game brain podcast. but i think it's something that everyone can really relate to that's why we actually i think we had that podcast recently like what's the best way to choose a game because like there are so many emotions that actually kind of get dragged into that simple act of just put say like let's play a game because we all kind of have different things going on in our lives that we want to somehow be like remedied by the game that we played that night you know yeah no i think uh i think it's really tough being the both of you (laughs) (laughs) i just go in and go like huh i'm happy to hang out with my friends like hmm yeah. We're going to play this game? Great. I just feel like the person who only gets to game once a week and has two children should always just get to pick the game. And, yeah. and that just happens to be me. Yeah. I don't mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be that person. I no. just and am. Yet. Yes. <laughs> I just am. And I feel like that person, everyone should just do whatever that person I, wants um, every week. I no can't what. wait for your kids to go to college so you can <laughs> stop pulling the kid card. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, I, the, as someone who has no children, I, well, you know what? It's like, there was that Sex in the City where Sarah Jessica Parker, I remember seeing it when I was younger and being like, that's sort of funny. But now as I'm older, I totally get it where she's like, I'm so sick of buying presents for other people's weddings. Yeah. And I'm not having like, I, I want, I'm just, remember she had like a registry mm-hmm. for herself. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't have, it's like, I don't have a, I don't have a kid card. I want my kid card, but I don't want kids. How do I get a kid card without the ki- the kids? Yeah. Maybe a, no, I, a I plant. Sure. Yeah, I get like, it. guys, I've been watering my plants all week long. <laughs> I need to a play metaphor? a game. <laughs> my, my plant's dying. That's, that's what you say, like you know, like my, uh, plant. I'm, I'm, my plant's dying. I'm, I really need this. Like, we gotta play. I, I do have some sage that's in bad shape right now. So oh, there, you, oh Ben, I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, Matt. So you're not watching the traders, right? No, but you guys feel free to talk about it. I, I'm not want not not watching it on purpose. I would love to watch it. I just. Uh, I don't yeah, watch other I mean, things. we're not going to like, obviously, this is not a TV podcast, but I just I do think it's so I think since the last time we talked about the traders, which is maybe a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, this show is like it is now a in, a in a phenomenon. And I'm not just being yeah, it's a thing. Bombastic. It's a thing. Yeah. 
every major publication is writing think pieces about it or writing finding ways to write about it men's health wrote an article about it there's nothing on that show that relates to men's health but they just wanted to be part of the zeitgeist i think it's personally i think where in terms of where our podcast is like i think it's super cool that a reality show that's based off of a social deduction game that's really in the board game world has blown up and that is so huge and now you have millions of people all sitting around watching and talking about what they would do in that situation and this is how they would lie and this is the case that they would make it's kind of priming lots of people who maybe have never even played mafia to maybe become like curious about this space you know just curious just wait until my 16th century farming uh, reality TV show pitch <laughs> finally hits because no, no. if you think Men's Health likes traitors, they're gonna love Agrica TV, hosted <laughs> by Sofia Vergara. Agrica right. TV. <laughs> well, it sort of reminds me of like when like Iron Man came out and like the the beginning of the Marvel universe mm. kind of thing, where you go like, if you were a comic book person, you go like, is this really happening? Are we going mainstream? Is this happening? And, uh-huh. and it became mainstream. Like I wonder, like this is it? Like you know, like you start with this social deduction game and it starts growing into something that why did why did iron man feel like why did you get that feeling as a comic book nerd like oh we're going mainstream when batman had already been so massive was it that just like because iron, iron man was, was niche? niche yeah that's it yeah. it was just it, it was a character that most people had never heard of or if they had to were like i don't know anything about that character and right. iron man was expansive too like in the sense like oh you had iron man and then you had this idea like a universe growing because like when you read a comic book you you read your character but like there are all these other characters that whereas you know you watch batman it's just batman like when mm. nolan goes like dark knight oh dark knight is so great but you don't think of superman in that in that era right and so once marvel did that you know then dc tried to catch up with that but like mm-hmm. that it was very interesting to see it wasn't like oh iron man is becoming something like oh comic books are becoming right. becoming something as opposed to when batman came out it was like batman is good so does that make Phaedra Parks Iron Man? Phaedra is the, I, I, it's so weird. there's so many think pieces about how Phaedra is like like Tony Stark. It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, well, I'm obviously like we've talked so much about the traders, and I talk about it a lot on Watcher Crappin, so we don't need to belabor it over here. Is the whole season out? Is it like do they just dump it? Like or is so it last year that's what they did. Last year they dumped it, and then people got really mad because a lot, a lot of people were spoiled. Yeah. So what they did was they dropped the first three episodes. And now they they dole them out cruelly once a week, and every week you end kind of gasping. Yeah. <laughs> and you, this week, I literally well, I like curse at the TV. And, and what is it on? Where can you watch? It's it? on Peacock. It's on Peacock. It's the number one reality show across every single platform. It's like the biggest wow. thing right now. It's Peacock. probably got millions and millions of views. Way to go, CBS. Yeah. Is that CBS or NBC? NBC? NBC. But it's like, which um, one has the peacock? But what I will say is that what's (laughs) movie guy. (laughs) Yeah. Movie guy here. Peacock home to the traders and also love Island. Also a very important show. And if you want to watch Oppenheimer, it's on Peacock. And Oppenheimer sponsored by Peacock. Peacock. (laughs) Game (laughs) range. But uh, I mean, it is 
also interesting watching these these people who don't have any social deduction background it seems like developing their strategy like they mm. are now like thinking in ways like it's fun to see a meta develop you know as you watch the yeah game. i mean well eventually they're all just going to end up where tom and dimitri and trey are with avalon you know and just have a set of rules and then we just watch people right. just recreate the exact same rules and over play and over the again. same game over and over again and act like it's interesting and new or maybe they'll end up like mike and still not totally understand the how rules to play the, the game, game yeah. after 20 years um no shade to anyone here no shade no okay no, this yes, is, no shade to anyone here no 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 that, no mike is deserving this one and the reason why so we like you know me i'm i'm with you matt i don't need to tell avalon stories but i will say that last week we played avalon and i've been actually a bit more avalon interested because of the traders sure. i've been like the things i talk about in the traders and then we get to play avalon or these games it makes like i'm sort of excited to like do the like my trader yeah, cosplay yeah. you know and so uh, we were playing and I was a bad guy and I was, I feel like I had learned the lessons of the traders and many Avalon games and I was doing such a good bad guy game and I was like killing it. And I was like, so proud of myself. And, um, and then in the end, uh, we, with bad guys, we won and Mike was a fellow bad guy. Uh, but our entire victory was nullified because Mike, uh, kept his thumb up during when Percival is looking for Merlin. So, so whoever was Percival, thought Mike was Merlin when he was actually a bad guy and it fully nullified the game, which I don't care. The game. It broke the game. And I don't really care if, if losing, winning or losing trade. I mean, no, uh, it's a Avalon, waste of time if you're just breaking the game. But it's like, but it was also, it was more just because we had Mike. fully pulled the wool <laughs> over Tom's eyes. Right. And now Mike has robbed us from being able to, you know, be Smoke like. Smokescreen, baby. Yeah. Smokescreen. Mike, but it was a very, it was very, very funny. Sure. It was funny. But I, also like. I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> Would not have found <laughs> it. Funny. Would have like, like, it. I literally feel the tension on Matt right now. I go, oh, oh, I know. I okay. time. So glad the I Avalon there. moment is over. I, you know, you know, I don't, I don't indulge Avalon moments often, but I felt like in that moment, no, it's that good. Was it's a, a good reminder to me of why, why you never I want, never to, want to play Avalon again, never play it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, what do you want to play? Well, uh, yeah. So I have, and I think this could actually potentially lead into a, an interesting conversation if it goes that way. But I, I've been much more interested in deep diving games lately that I really enjoy than learning new games, uh, which has been very opposite of what I've had for the last ten years. I, I mean, I would say easily my favorite thing in the last ten years is learning new games, mm -hmm. and now I'm much more interested in playing the same game a hundred times. I just that to me sounds much more exciting, much more interesting, and um, I don't know. Maybe I've, maybe the last year has just burned me on so many new games that were just good, just mm. good. And then I never think about them again. And it just, I don't know. I, I find myself much more looking forward to a game night where I'm playing a game that I know I love and we're all going to get a little deeper on it than mm -hmm. just risking another medium weight euro that feels like, you know, a seven. Right. I mean, this is the time of year to do that too, because yeah. now like there's not a lot of new releases. No, so there's no Gen Con. Right. So we can just kind of like go go deeper in games. I mean, I I feel like I I aspire to that also, and yet I'm always I'm always buying new shit. Yeah, but I've not as quickly as I've not as quickly. Stopped. I, that being said, I have two new games coming on Monday. But like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm, he's slowing down. He's not. Stopping I pre-ordered these like six months ago, so they're not new purchases. But yeah. Yeah, it's um, so. Anyway, the the thing that I've been I've become obsessed with Root, mm. which is a game that I I probably haven't played in five years, really, um, and I haven't really thought about it in five years, and has been on my shelf. It was a game that when it came out, uh, and the year it came out was 
2018. When it came out in 2018, we played it a lot. Yeah. But we just played it in a cursory way. Uh, just, uh, just we played probably 10 games of it. Everybody tried the character, a, a different faction once. Mm-hmm. We had the rules down. We never probably played with the same group twice. So there was probably, every game was probably a teaching game, which feels like that happens a lot when we're playing these new games we like a lot. And that, that, that to me is a frustration because it's like, we never really get to play the game because it's like, Everyone in the group knows it's the hotness and wants to play it, whether it's Nucleum, whether it's Hegemony, right. where it's anything. So every game becomes a teaching game for a month or two. Yeah. And by the end of that month or two, something new's come out that we're going to just repeat that cycle with over and over yes. again. And so we never really play it. We never really push the boundaries with it and try different things and actually find out if it's worth 100 reps or 10 reps or what. We usually just go like, yeah, everybody's played it. Everybody's tried, you know, if it's asymmetrical factions, everybody's tried most of the factions and we all know the rules really well now and it will go on the shelf for five years. Hmm. And so uh, somebody on our Discord was was talking about Root and I had happened to, it had sort of been in my YouTube algo recently of just because there's a big com- uh, competitive community of Root and I just always see the videos and I go like, oh, that's neat. That's cool. That people are having fun with that. And then I just wanted to get into it and I started doing a little research and I realized that Root got really interesting in the last two years, mainly because of the latest expansion, which is the only expansion I didn't back because I was just like, nobody's ever going to play Root with me. So right. I like, stopped buying so expansions. That's the best expansion. And of course, this is the one that like profoundly changes the game because they came up with an advanced setup, which is basically the draft from Age of Innovation, mm. which is like every game, you're going to get a different flop of, of factions. You're going to get a different map. You're going to get a different breakdown of things. And it's about the system. And I mm. love systems. Right. I love, if I love the system, I'm happy just to play that system forever. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Age of Innovation is a good example of that. I love that system. They found an infinite repeatable version of it with such a high ceiling of depth. Mm. Love that. And it felt to me, oh shoot, Root has that now. And I got into it and I started looking at it and all the factions are so interesting and it kind of got away from this, you know, what we felt was not as interesting a meta at the beginning, which is just the basic base four factions. And we had had some bad experiences with them because that's what happens when you're learning an asymmetrical game and somebody finds the easy route to victory points. Then everybody goes, oh, that's broken. Right. No one wants to play that faction. Mm -hmm. And people sour on the game. Yep. And then cut to, you know, what is it now? Seven years later. And the game's in a really interesting place with 10 different factions. There's been multiple balances. Right. They have an entirely new advanced setup. Huge community of people. Huge that are community of people that have banged on that game for the last seven years and really found that it holds up to as much yeah. scrutiny as you're willing to put into it. It's a really fun competitive game and it plays in two hours, which is exactly like Agricola, my other quick. favorite game. It's a two hour game and it's deep. And every time you play, there's more to learn. And I just, I don't know. I got obsessed with that experience. So I reached out to some of us and people on our discord and was like, okay, I, I'm not going to expect to get this at the table at game night very often because it's, you know, not a great, I don't want to be teaching it. I want to be playing it with people who are as excited about it as me. So, uh, our friend Andrew from the podcast uh, said he was interested and I reached out to Paul and to Jordan and they were like, we're down. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do like a weekly TTS game of it. Mm -hmm. And then I reached out to you. I was like, I don't think you like cold early games, but like, it just felt weird to not ask if you're interested. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. And so I'll give it a cold whirly. I'll give it a cold whirly. And uh, so we played it live last week for the first time for you. You had never My played first it before. ever Root. And do you I, want to talk I, us through your experience playing Root? I had a, I had a BFR, baby's first Root. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I supposed to know what that yeah. means? <laughs> I was like, big fucking... Not, not to confuse the BBL. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I... So 
I have, I want to say famously, I'm not connected with the cold worldly games, but like famously really gives me way too much credit. But I have, I have, I have said on this podcast many times, (laughs) I just have not, I've always been like, that was interesting. I see what he's going for here. Oath is one I really did not like, but to be fair, I only played it once and maybe I wasn't in the mood to play Mm -hmm. it, which, you know. I have to be honest with myself. That does, you know, that's maybe that's what happened. But, <laughs> you know, I can't always blame games. I got to blame myself sometimes. But um, uh, so I was like, I don't know about deep diving root because like to commit to a, a weekly. multi or weekly thing when so for while you want to deep dive root, there are games I want to deep dive. Of course. And there's like games I just want to play. And so to, to commit gaming time to something that I've never been terribly interested in by a designer who I've had struggled to connect with yeah. was like pretty easy like, pass. It was a pretty easy pass for me, but I thought, you know what, like this could actually be pretty fun. And, and like, I, I tried to actually take myself back to when Trey did an episode about root of like a few years Ooh. ago. And when he talked about it, I remember thinking that seems really interesting and fun. And I've already actually already bought the app. So I was like, you know, there's a I digital will. app for root that has yeah. eight out of the 10 factions and, 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 and the advanced setup on there. So yeah, it's on like a, the a switch. Mine's on the, my iPhone, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this because honestly I'm an American hero. Sure. So why not? Believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but, but so I did play it. Uh, so I was the vagabond. In yeah, my we, first we played base map, base four factions because Ben had never played it before. Uh, yeah, we just did vanilla root, mm-hmm. as one might say. With, well, no, with the Exiles and Partisans deck, so not totally vanilla. Oh. With, with the better deck. Better there, deck. There is a, that's also a huge improvement of the game, is there was originally a deck of cards that had a handful of problematic uh, abilities. Like racist. 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 Like, like, yeah, racist, racist squirrels. No, and... they, they just sort of <laughs> made the game a little more unbalanced, a little okay. less fun. And also they had over-costed all of the crafting items to oh. a certain extent. They were harder to build and too expensive. And so after many years of testing, they released an entirely new deck and it was like, this could replace it if you want, or now you have two options. But in the competitive community, the original has just been thrown in the trash. Okay, so we played with that. Um, you guys did give me an overpowered beaver as my uh as my vagabond yeah you played the tinker i played which the tinker. is considered a very strong a very strong vagabond character what are the what are the other vagabonds is there a tailor tinker taylor a soldier yeah, exactly. and a spy yeah. that's right it just i mean i can't help myself no, guys yeah. um but uh <laughs> it would actually be very funny if that was yeah the vagabond it's just like a jean le carré <laughs> vibe to the whole thing i mean i wouldn't be surprised if if cole Worley likes you know jean le carré a lot but um uh yeah so I had so you guys gave me like a starter beaver yeah uh, <laughs> this is so going in the direction that I was not expecting I'm gay I don't know what you guys are laughing about I don't know I don't understand what's funny here baby's first beaver baby's first beaver it was my first beaver um uh so anyway so I had this beaver <laughs> much like Bucky's yes right Bucky the the problematic uh mascot of America's favorite breast area. So, um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed it actually quite a bit. I thought it was a very fun experience. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's been about four or five days. I really have not thought about the game sure. since like it was, a, it was, I had a very fun time playing with the two of you and Jordan. Uh, and when it was over, it was out of sight, out of mind, but I don't hold that against the game because I'm aware that, uh, I played a very sort of like starter kind of faction. Yeah. The, with, le- like the a, most with a, asymmetric of all the factions. Right. And I was sort of, and I, I had, I had the really good beaver. 
So like and it you made won. it easier. And I won. Yeah. And I won. So then I was like, do I even need to do a deep Why dive on this? I think I've solved the game. Uh, you solved so. it, yeah. <laughs> like for me, my game started like uh, there was only one point of my game, which is basically uh where the factions go. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give Jordan the Oh, I loved this. The, I love this little issue the, the, you and Jordan had. Like the Woodland Woodland Alliance, yes. And I Jordan was you, Woodland Alliance, you and, were the Eerie and I were the cats. And, and like, you know, so Ben picked the Vagabond. And you know we're gonna go uh, reverse turn order to, to pick factions. I go no, I just take the, I take the factions and I just delegate. Like Matt's gonna play the cats. Jordan's gonna play. I just realized, let me just take ten seconds. If you don't know what root is, it is I'm a highly asymmetric war game, designed by Cole Worley. It plays one to five players. It's mainly a four player only game. That's how I would play it. And it is highly asymmetric factions who are all striving to get 30 points to win the game. And there are 10 factions and think of them like fighters in street fighter. They are all completely different. They do different things when you're fighting different ones. You have to figure out how to fight them. And that's the game. Yeah. With, with the, the skin of like really cute animals that are, that are killing each other in, in the this forest. forest. <laughs> By the way, like, on a, so that's the thing that I've always heard about Root all these years. Oh, it's a war game, but it's disguised as cute little animals. And because it's cute little animals, da 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 And I feel like sometimes people say it dismissively. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the game's trying to trick us. Like, it's going to give us, you know, birds and raccoons and beavers and mm-hmm. cats. And we're, it's like, but it's a war game, guys. Don't be fooled. But it's like, no, that theming... Does a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, a lot. No, and of they heavy really lifting. use the yeah. theming. Yeah, nature is savage, it, but, <laughs> but like yeah. it, 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 it is just it's an engaging theme. Yeah, you know, and it just it's it, it automatically it leads with fun yeah. actually, which I think is extremely important. Like mm-hmm. you don't. I always used to think of myself as someone that's like theme is nice. I don't really care about it. The game has to be good. But I've I've come to realize that theme is like actually massively important yeah. in games. And every faction has one of those moments where you're telling them what you can do, and somebody goes. You can do what? Mm-hmm. Like every faction has one thing that's like, well, that's broken. Like, right. and that, that's exciting to play that. That's fun. So I, so my experience with it as as this as this vagabond, um, I had a, I had a lot of fun because what was what was cool was that I was I was just crafting things. I was going around. You were questing. I was cra- crafting and making making life better for things. I was visiting people. I was giving them cards. Aiding and you them. guys kept on saying to me, "You're like now you know Ben as the vagabond." you can attack someone and then they can become like, they go from an ally to being hostile and they're hostile the rest of the game, but you're going to get so many points by, when you attack them. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I want to play the Friendly. gentle, yeah. gentle beaver, gentle beaver, That's right. friendly beaver, not vicious beaver. Yeah. Just your, the just giving beaver, the giving beaver, you know? So I just sent my beaver all around. You were giving beaver everywhere. And so, uh, but I was in all, in all honesty, I was, I was playing like the nice game where I just kept on giving cards and it was, it was great because, you know, I was going around There's a lot of points in that. And in the end, I just, I had gathered a bunch of cards and I spammed, I spammed you, Matt, yeah, with cards. I made you, you my best friend. And then you, I you, just you, raced up to, yeah, I just beat, you I killed just me with kindness. I, I literally <laughs> killed, you killed, us with kindness. killed the whole table. With now kindness. the downside was I had a fun time playing my little card game. I had mm-hmm. my little puzzle of how I was going to craft things and do mm-hmm. my cards. Um, when it wasn't my turn, there was not a huge amount for me to do. Right. I could sort of see, okay, I want to go to that location next. Yeah. Because we saw, didn't take an hour to explain to you how every single faction works, which is because and, that's how you, you can't, that's not how you're going to learn root. And yeah. like you guys gave me overviews of all your factions and they all made sense when you guys said it. But for some reason, like in practice, I was like, it's like, what's happening yeah. again? Let's like, huh? It's like a foreign I, language. Happening. It was a little bit like I couldn't, 
I saw you guys interacting. I didn't understand what it meant for me yeah. sure. and how I could exploit it. So it just sort of felt like I was just waiting for my turn. Yeah. And I was just sort of like, just watching you guys, you know, seeing you guys talk and everything. And then it come back to me and I'd do my little thing and then I'd just watch you guys. So it was a, um, but I was keenly aware that this was a learning game and, and I knew I had a low interact uh, or an initial play, low interaction faction. A, a harder would, to fi- figure out what the interaction is on a first exactly, play character. hundred percent. Right? So I knew that I didn't hold it against the game. I, but that was like just my first thing was yeah. that I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And, but I also was like, okay, I feel like I would like to see more in terms yeah. of like, cause I felt like this was nice, but it was not, this yeah. did not blow me away. Those are the four least interesting factions in the whole game. Okay. Oh, yeah, they yeah. Are. But at that being said too, is that, are at the end of the game i looked down at my player board and i was like wow there are so many levers i never even pulled totally and that was cool like i didn't do any of my quests yeah i didn't i didn't become hostile i didn't do i didn't craft any special powers i just crafted little items so i could definitely and no one ever attacked you either you never were attacked and you never attacked the giving beaver yeah well we was a learning game we didn't want to just bang on you we're like don't if you (laughs) If you make Ben mad, he will never play this. Hundred percent. But like, you guys are like Jordan. Don't attack Ben. Well, well this is partly my, my my calculus. I was going like, oh, who should I how, who should I play? Because it isn't who should I play. Who should I make Jordan and Matt play? Mm-hmm. And I was going like, oh, Jordan. He wants like if I give him the cats, he's going to be too catty, and you know, and then uh, not catty. Anyway, right. uh, and and Matt might uh, be too have too much fun with the woodlands. Let me mm-hmm. just. Let me just give it this way. It'll frustrate Jordan. Matt will not be as aggressive as Jordan. And I will. And I was like one one round from winning. And I would yeah. have won if not for yeah. one simple misunderstanding. Mm. And I wasn't playing to win. I was playing to like see if I could get Jordan frustrated. And it did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Jordan, also, to be fair, Jordan messed up something. He was not like. Yeah, doing he wasn't getting his supporters the way he should have. He, for, right. for two rounds, he was whenever uh, somebody would give him a card that was supposed to become a supporter, he put it in his hand. Like, like my like, favorite yeah. moment of the game was when Matt goes, oh, man, those guys are so strong. This, this I just have an 18 point move. And then I go like, oh, that's the perfect thing to say to Jordan because Jordan's going to look for it and he's not going to be able to deal with it. And he's just going to and he's going to have that posturing that looking down like yeah <sighs> you kind of figured it like, out the end. yeah i mean it was close it yeah. was uh, it was very close i enjoyed it like yeah, I, we were I, all within five or six points i think yeah. by the last round yeah. i mean I, again i would not say that it like it did not light up my yeah. brain and say oh my god but like for well, sure, i love I'm, that you gave it a chance to see I'll, if it could and so you guys started up a digital game and i i was I was la- I was last to to jump in, so I'm not in the d- digital game. But I did fire up my app, yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna play as the cats, and I started playing, and I was massively confused. So I'm gonna have to redo the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna redo the tutorial for yes. the cats. Sure, sure. And um, you know, I was moving. You know, I was moving. I mean, I knew the basics, moving the cats around, yeah, and yeah. building buildings, and and there's, such. It's a it's a heavy game. There's a lot going on. Well, I think that like there's just something about the way Cold Whirly designs games where it doesn't they just don't necessarily stick in my brain. Mm, like the totally. like the concepts are like squirming toddlers in my arms. You yeah, know, yeah. like I always there's certain games I often call like squirming toddler games. Like for mm. a long time Mombasa was like that for me, where it's like I see what's going on here. It's like I'm trying to embrace this, but it's just squirming and trying to get out of my arms right now. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I think I have a similar experience with cold games, but I, I, something about it, that squirming toddler makes me want to tame it, Mm. you know, like your dad, you know, you know, these things. I don't have kids. That's true. That's the difference. (laughs) You should, 
You should be able to choose whatever game you want to play because you're dead. <laughs> Thank you for pointing out what should be clear to everybody. Thank you. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, so I yeah, I've been obsessed with Root, and I it does not it knows no bounds, and I I love I love a game that like. If I get excited about it, there's two podcasts for me. There's five yeah. YouTube channels. There's a competitive scene. There's four different discords. I, I dig that. I like a world mm-hmm. to get lost in, whether it's movies or books or games. If you give me a world to get lost in that I enjoy, like my brain will consume all of that information yeah. until I tire of it. And I'm not tired yet. I would really love to do a deep dive on Food Chain Magnate, honestly. I, I thought that was going to be my 2023 thing. Like I'm when down I set up that. my, like just because there is so much on there, like I have the still expansion. Have, still haven't played the expansion. You haven't? No, I just, I had a, I had a child. You need to catch up. I Matt. turned British yeah, there did. for a second. What? You need to catch up. I do need to catch oh. up mechanic. Uh, yeah, my, that game literally came out when my second child was born. So yeah. I, I it well, you know, so Paul and I, Paul and I, this is. I'm actually sad, Paul, because we didn't play it. I don't and think we played it at all until 23. Yeah. But you, but the two of us and our friends Stacy and Judy, we'd had like we'd had some plays of it. Like I think late 2022, and they're like they were uh, the first play. They were like messing up the second play. They were like then getting much better and like. It felt like it was going to be a thing where the four of us mm-hmm. would be like, this will be a game for the four of like us that like we a, were going to deep dive. It was like a wine and food chain magnet night kind of right. thing. Right. And it never, it didn't really happen, but I would love to bring it, bring that back because... Let's play Tuesday. Oh, yes. Let's go. Paul's because, not coming. It's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. No, because it's like, it's such a, it's such a fun game. It's a perfect game. It's incredible. Yeah. I, what, and that's what, exactly what I'm looking for. It's like a game like that to just like play a lot. Right. Like, and, and like, as much as we talked about on the best of 2023, like we have to really like dive more into horseless carriage, et cetera. Yeah. I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah, food chains first. But food chain first. Yeah, food like, chain first. For me, like the game that I want to do that with is Indonesia. But like it, it has that five player problem. I love that game. Yeah, yeah no, it, I would like to play because we played that last year. Mm-hmm. I've already forgotten the rules. I, I need like yeah. another. I need another like one or two plays to yeah. cement the rules in. Yeah, no, um, no, because I've already forgotten the rules and my takeaways from it. But I remember I thought you know it was great. Yeah, T- but, TV dinners. But you know yeah. TV dinners. But you know Sefaji, the, new, Sefaji. the new version is no, supposed to be coming it. out. It is. No, but there's another. You're not saying it right. It's. Sap- well, I, I've never been to Indonesia, Matt. Have you? Well, it's also not a real word. That's something we know. But you're also you're not you're not remembering it correctly. Am I ro- saying it wrong? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, rice, yeah. R- rice and siap siap sefaji salamap. I'm just remembering my Indonesian Sepada. words now. But beaver. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna. I have now. Okay. Well, in the meantime, yeah, because you have been, by the way. So, one thing that I've been doing since I've taken over the social media, one thing that I've been doing that I personally really enjoy. I don't know if, if anyone else does, but I really enjoy it. Everyone, if you uh, go on our social media, please heart all of Ben's stuff because we <laughs> heart it all. Because like for all of it, like Ben needs affirmation, and I we do. we no one else wants to do I it. Do. So let's I have do. Ben. <laughs> please, no. Um, I have started up a thing on our social media where every Friday or so, or maybe even on Thursday, I I just sort of I pull everyone who's in uh, on the podcast. And I say, hey, what are like the top five games you you would be excited to play this weekend? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Siap Faji. Siap Faji. My bad, everyone. My Indonesian is not very you'd good. You'd like to have issue a formal apology? But yeah, uh, to all those people. Well, you will be making a YouTube video apologizing That's for right. Like, yeah, yes. uh, You'll uh, be sitting on the floor, no makeup, very bad lighting. Well, like, like tearing, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. This is a video I never thought I'd be making. That's but, how it'll start. That I realized, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then Gwyneth, Gwyneth will walk by you and say, I wish you well. I wish you well. That's right. Um, so, uh, uh, anyway, I'm doing what I've been doing on our Instagram is I've just been pulling the group basically like, what are the top five games that you would be excited to mm-hmm. theoretically play this weekend? Mm-hmm. Or like, what is a game, game on the brain? Someone lives in that, in between that sure. space. Because, and it's not, it's, it's rarely ever just new stuff. Well, lately it hasn't been because yeah. there haven't been a lot of new games. So actually we've had a lot of, you know, Agricola and Netrunner have been, big on that yeah. and but you have noticed have been putting indonesia on lately it hasn't made the top five it's interesting because there's there's actually so many games yeah i only put up the top five and it's not it's usually not just five games because there's ties and everything but there's like a whole wide variety and what's interesting is that everyone has such varied uh interest in this group like yeah. everyone wants yeah. to play different games so you've been pushing for that Matt, some of you, us are quite literal with it it's only games they think they're going to be playing that weekend and, okay and some of us are you know well matt you are truly the tastemaker of the group i mean this is why this is ultimately you are like the leader of the podcast still because you leader of the podcast <laughs> leader no because what's fascinating because now i'm watching the, the games that people pick uh pick and you have been the most on trend, quote unquote, with Game Brain well, for all of these. And the reason why is because you share a lot of interest with different people right. in the group. Right. So what happens well, is... I, if I get obsessed with something, I try to find whoever else might want to be obsessed with me because I, I like to yeah. have an obsessed friend. Exactly. So like you and Trey are, o- are right. always Agricola putting Agricola. Boys. And you and Jordan are always putting Netrunner. Netrunner. And you and I are often both putting some like H and XX or something. Yeah. And then you might have like an overlap. You might, you might, you know, pull in a Paul or a Tom on one of those things. So it's been really fascinating. You're saying I game the system. <laughs> game <laughs> brain sure the system. I, I get in the top five. Okay. Yeah. Because it's, but you, it's, you, we get, there's going to be a trophy soon. Whoever gets the, the yeah. No, I mean, Matt, you are like, so the question is, are you the most influential or do you follow or the people? most or the biggest followers <laughs> or <laughs> am I the biggest, the most, the biggest followers? Like, like, or I just like bug people and wear them down until they're willing there, to play there the games. There can be an intersectionality about that. It, yeah. it, it, two things can happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been excited because um, some interesting and fun games have definitely like, can we just say real up. quick that you're you, I know we say it every week recently, but like I gave Ben the Instagram account. I was not using it well. I'm not good at that. Ben, it's a, forget everything you knew about our Instagram. <laughs> That's right. Okay? Have you done it? Okay. Go to our Instagram because Ben has been really using it and it's fun and you can see more of us. You can see the games. He's posting pictures of all of our game nights. Mm-hmm. He's coming up with these really fun little skits and moments and funny things. And, and you see what games are arriving at his house that he's unboxing. <laughs> It's Game yes. Brain Pod on our Instagram. I promise you it is the second best content for our podcast outside of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I am having a lot of fun with it. I'm doing things. Um, I would say that our, our for sure, our, our social media is now about like about 5% gayer for sure. Because I made like, I've definitely already done like a Golden Girls pose. You know, <laughs> I definitely did that. I definitely compared games to like sitcom theme songs and i literally made a sitcom opening credits this week that made no sense it It was great that was great (laughs) but i was like i don't care i mean social media is there to have fun with so i was like i'm gonna make an open i'm gonna make a sitcom theme song for us you know i think you do a great job everyone uh, please support this because i don't want to do it (laughs) yeah you don't have to do it but it's been really i actually i I really love doing the weekly poll of seeing what people are excited about it's fun to see what is trending 
Um, one thing that I've been, what I think is kind of cool is that this week we saw a lot of excitement and even the last week a little bit, we saw a lot of excitement for an obscure game that, uh, that I kind of like unearthed out of the depths of my closet Mm -hmm. called franchise, Mm. which, um, is a game that I don't think a lot of people know about. It's like a random queen game. Queen it's game from game from Queen's game. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a game about queens. About queens. Um and it's a it is a remake of a nineteen ninety-eight game. So you know Tom will like it. It's by oh, Fran it's called Franchise. The Tom loves the classics. Sure, sure. You know? So I'm sorry, the original one's called Medieval Merchant. Oh, I didn't realize it's that. It's called Medieval Merchant. It was actually has a German name like something like that, you know? Exactly like that, actually. Yeah. Uh, everybody, this is Ben. I never thought I'd be making this video. Fliegenfragen. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's basically just like an, uh, it's like a big, wacky area control game. And you are just like, you're opening it. You have a, you have like, it's like 1950s Americana is the theme. Yeah. And you're opening up a business like a, a motel. Yeah, it's, it's actually very food chain magnety in theme. It's like you have like, you're either opening up a motel or like a diner or a laundromat or a mechanic. Colorado Burgers, baby. Colorado Burgers. And you start with your humble little franchise in some town, some random you, town. Your, your, your first store. Or maybe you'll be in like Montgomery, uh, someplace like that. And then you have to you expand across this map. But what's cool about it is that as you expand into the cities, the cities all, each city has... Um, values associated with it. So if you move into like New York City, which is the biggest city on the map, um, like the highest value on it is an eight. And that means that when you get income, you get a higher, like the eight doesn't mean you get $8, but it contributes to a value that will generate more income for you. And so um, you want to move into these cities and have these like high numbers in these cities, these high value cities to have really good income because you need that income to expand further. You love a city builder. I do. Well, this is this is more of a uh, network expander. builder. Network is, builder? Yeah. Yeah. A presence builder. It's in the same genre. I, feel like. <laughs> I get to say the word city. Yeah. For some reason, I just thought you, you weren't a very big area control person, Ben. But like, this, I'm not. Is, this is purely area control. This right? is actually <laughs> just like pure, pure area control. So so what you do in this case, you're expanding. But the, the thing is that if you wind up, like I said before, each city has like a large number of slots. And the more people move into that city, the more they take up the slots, the value of the city drops. And so it's getting saturated. It's getting, yeah. If you think about it, like you are your market share, you're losing market share. You have competitors who are earning less money from that city. So, uh, whoever has like the most presence in that city will then score the points for that city. So you are trying to both preserve your income but you also want to lock down those points for the area control for the area control. And that that's, that's essentially the tension of the game. And it's just based, it's a very simple game of, of just expanding and, and locking down areas, but it is area control. And I don't mind it because it's not the sort of area control where you spend three turns, putting some cubes onto a map and and then then someone just takes them off in a battle. Yeah, like that drives me nuts. It has a name. It's called El Grande, and it's very fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is El Grande or Mission Red Planet. And it's very fun. Yes. I think what I like about Franchise is that it's so streamlined for what it is. Like, you know, first of all, like one of the things that you first notice, like, 
this map makes no sense. The map it, it, it's is deliberately wild. confusing. It's deliberately confusing. And you go like, I don't know if I want anything that's deliberately. But you go like, oh, it actually adds to the value of it. It like to trying to figure out, oh, here, maybe I can go, ah, I can't afford that. And it for whatever reason, it the way I describe it is like it's more fun than it deserves to be. <laughs> it is way more fun. So I bought this game on a whim back in 2018. I played it once that mm-hmm. year, and I was like, this is fun. I haven't played it since. It was on my. It was in that space where it's like, is it shelf of shame or is this about just to go out the door? Yeah, like this fun thing. And then I just decided to bring it. Yeah, like two weeks ago. And, and then, then Elder had, just, a, had a bounce. Elder had a bounce. Like I think we can play Mid this game. game. <laughs> and we had so much fun. And then I brought it. I did a five player game at Tom's, and it was a blast. Oh, wow. I was like, this game has gone from like almost being out out of, out the door to now it's like keeper. It's a it's a full fledged keeper. It's a new fresh fish. It's a new. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty fresh fish. You just but dropping them. <laughs> I just I want to say about this map, like you don't understand how wild this map is. Like imagine looking at the Ticket to Ride map, mm-hmm. and that has all those like simple like lines. And imagine if someone just was Drops like on spaghetti LSD. on it. Like, yeah, yeah, like, or, it literally yeah. looks like spaghetti. These. And it's this map is also designed by Ian O'Toole, which I love that he like has this random small game that he did yeah, a map for. That's funny. And uh I love because his stuff is always so clean, right? It's always just this beautiful, elegant design. Ooh. And here it's this um it is a messy map. And you've seen actually it's I put a lot of pictures of it on our Instagram, Ooh. so you can see it there. But it is the reason why it's so good is that like a lot of times you don't realize that, like, oh, I am fully connected. I'm in Phoenix, but I am fully connected to Chicago right sure, now. Sure. And so you, what happens is you can just sort of sneak right in and surprise someone and all of a sudden be up in their city. Like, it, it's deliberately messy, but it's also deliberate. Like you, there's some strategy in it. Like, you know, there was a point where I was like, oh, I'm going to lock off this whole, like everything west of the Mississippi is going to be mine because I've, I've locked it out. And mm-hmm. only because, you know, of one thing, like, ah, Ben, Ben saw it just in time or like, right. and I was like, oh, but like it, there's some strategy that can be pl- applied to this. It, it's it's really it's much deeper than you'd think. Yeah, that's why I really like this game. That it 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 does sort of feel like on on the surface level, you're just putting pieces on a map. But like you are, there is like a really there's a really good above table experience that's happening where you're saying like oh, I really need this income. Like, is this really this, is this the time for me to start cutting into my income to establish, like to assert my presence? Um, or I had a situation when we played on uh, Sunday where I was like, hey, Nick, I'm going to move into New York City, but like, let's have like a truce here where I move in and then neither of us ex- like grow in New York City so we can keep the income high and he's like, I don't know if I feel that way. And then it was like, we were, there was like this negotiation of like, hey, how about for one round, none of us expand in here? It's like, are you really going to hold to it? Are you not going to hold to it? So there was like a lot more going on with this game. I don't know if it's if you can get this game right now. Like maybe you can find it, or I'm sure it's actually in some bargain bins. I think you're the true leader of our podcast because I I may be good at getting people excited about games they used to like five years ago. But you have the innate ability to bring out a game no one's ever heard of, ever, in their life. Nobody knows exists. And all of a sudden, you're selling copies. And <laughs> I hope people so. are into it, and it becomes like a thing in our in our podcast. You've done that with a bunch of games that really? are completely off the radar. Like, like which one? Rick Cathedral? 
Red Cathedral. Right, but Red Cathedral Marrakesh, was... Red Cathedral. But those um, were like, but those were like established games. Those were like. No. I feel like you've done it with some but other the, things. It's like the revival type aspect of it. That is. Well, no, you're the like the the games that slip through the cracks. Mm. I feel like you're really good at. Maybe you just buy too that many games. Be. I think that's that. Well, City Hall. I do feel like I'm a champion for City Hall. City Hall. Look, have you played yeah. that yet, Matt? Yes, I did. Did you? How did you feel about that? I didn't. Did I don't remember it? much about it. Okay. I really like City Hall. But I think what is absolutely clear, and, and this is really super clear, is that I am not the leader. No. <laughs> But barely in the group. I, Actually, I, I, I think am I even in the group? Like, I've, 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 I've been up. downgraded to like you know special guest or you're, just guest or like table. or or Paul's there. No, but Paul, <laughs> what you're really good for is that you actually have that attitude of like this is a game I'm you down can't to buy play. anywhere, by the way, other than eBay franchise. Really, you can't buy it anywhere. Out of print. Well, so now uh, everyone fifty bucks on scarce, eBay though. It's not expensive on eBay. It's just oh. only on eBay. But will be soon once yeah, this yeah, podcast that's, gets that's out. Right. People we'll find do. out about franchise. Um, I'm sure people will. This is. I feel like franchise is the sort of game you will find in like the bargain back, bin, bargain bins, or in random stores, or like I don't know. I, it's I worthwhile. It's yeah, and and even if your first play, you're like, oh, that was fine, but not amazing. Like, give it. Give it another shot yeah. because that's what I did. And I'm, I'm like so happy. I'm like, cause I can already see all the different groups I can play franchise mm-hmm. with. It's also, it's so simple. You can play it with non-gamers. You can, it's definitely like a gateway game, mm-hmm. but it has that depth that I, that a heavier gamer would, would be able to enjoy. Like, I believe it is like, you know, just from the map, just from the art, like it's fun forward. It is. And so like, uh, and, and fast, by the way, it's like 90 minutes. And what it really has, I think really, how she like like benefits it is like you get to what the game is very quickly like you know it yeah it, it's really elegant that way like you're like oh i know what this is and then you don't spend time trying to figure it out you, you spend time playing and enjoying its mechanics yeah and the interactions like the moment you can like it, it works really well with people that you like mm. i don't know if playing with a bunch of strangers you know would be give the same experience as much as like here are these people like oh my god you're coming into me you can see mm. people are people are above board quicker they're they yeah like like we're playing with david you me and, mm-hmm. and david and by round two we understood what the game yeah. was and this david and i had never played and we're like oh well then now let's play you know the game and it, it's really well and we had some really interesting decisions mm-hmm. where like I like locked down Florida basically. I I, I gated off Florida gated. and then and then and then like the next the the next place for me to expand to that like was worth like that I could affordably get to was I went over to Dallas, which is where you were, not was Houston. And then you were like, "Why are you coming to Houston? This is my place. You should be going up to David, where David has like he has New York." So I was like, "Fine, I went up to I went up to there." But then it was like this power vacuum where then you could just take over the West because I wasn't dealing with you. But then I had to go up to David, and then that and then David then had to go over to where you were. It's like there was there. There's also a dynamic quality where like. uh how people expand is mm-hmm. really dependent on what people are doing on the map. Yeah. It's sort of in that same Hansa Teutonica space. I mean, so Matt, are there other games that are like on your radar or, or are you just really focusing on Root these days? Um, definitely focusing on Root, but also still play and watch a ton of Agricola. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still very into Netrunner. You're in your Netrunner renaissance. Now, yeah. Well, right? Netrunner is in its own renaissance and I noticed it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Null Signal Games has brought back Netrunner and re-implementing their own version of it with their own cards. Mm-hmm. And for the last few years, they've been slowly 
still using the old pool of Final Fantasy games, FFG cards. But this summer will mark the end yeah. of any Final. connection to to FFG. Okay. And it will be their own thing. Final and Oh, Fantasy Flight. What did I say? Fantasy. He said Final Fantasy. Final like, Fantasy games, which is uh, different. Thing I mean, because the thing is, in this, also in this good, world, very good. Also you very told good. me that like Netrunner was that is on my mind because Final the Fantasy. new Final Fantasy VII Seven, yeah, yeah. is out. Rebirth. Uh, but um, yeah, so by this summer, the entire competitive scene will just be the new cards, which are all reasonably priced and easy to get. You don't have to chase them all down. You'll have the whole pool. Um, and that is very appealing to me. And it can be played uh, on Ginteki.net on in your browser, and you can play it with your friends. And that's actually an interesting thing we could talk about. Maybe not this exact moment, but this came up on our Discord this week was, <clears throat> what does having an online implementation of a game do to the game in real life? Mm. And how does it affect your group's ability to enjoy it once one person in the group has played it a thousand times on BGA or wherever, do they still want to play it with the rest of the group? Does it change the entire meta of it? Does it change the way they interact with it? Does it make them not want to bother setting it up? Cause what, let's just pull out our phones and we'll play it on that. Mm. Does it often expose weaknesses in the game? You kind of wish you didn't know that aren't necessarily there when you're playing it at the table. Um, I can't say this with any authority because I haven't played any online games to like the massive extent yeah you know like like you went deep you've gone deep with the curriculum. our friend stacy what how many times she's played like a thousand games of castles of burgundy on pga right, right. has she yeah holy crap she just has them going all day long <laughs> yeah. at work that's awesome um just like on the side you know yeah. but like so i don't know what it's like to do that serious binge so yeah. i don't know how it would affect me i i can imagine well actually no i i guess the closest is with hnxx for me yeah. Yeah. Um, and it has not affected your love of 18xx IRL. No, but, but also the difference is that that's like a system. So like, like it's me, not usually not one type of 18xx. That for I've me, been. like uh, I've been in Terra Mystica for a while. Yeah, like, you know, and no one wants to play it ever with me. <laughs> I mean, well, we have Age of Innovation. Now, I know, I know. It, it, but, but, but I'll play it with you all day it, long. It's one of those things where I think, I think in our group, like you know, sometimes if there's a huge power disp- discrepancy. Like, like, how often do we get Agricola onto the table? Like, really? I, I know you play often, but, like... I feel like it comes... Like, no, it's private nights, usually. Private, it's, yeah. like, separate nights where we just invite the Agricola people. Yeah. Private nights are watching you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, it, it's ne- it never comes out just at a random game night. And, and I so mean, like, once every... Once every so, to answer games, the Discord yeah. question, I think, like, if people are just too good at something, I think there's a tendency... There isn't a tendency for us at least to try to catch up to them unless we we are really whatever you know like like matt is like in the Greekla, you know i think what we wind up doing is playing something else i don't know i mean i i just if someone's really really good at a game that has never dissuaded me from just but still me, to play not it. at all in fact because i'm more excited like, to play and i want i'm down I, i'm genuinely and I, I i know a lot of people say this like i don't care about winning or losing i feel like i really don't like yeah. I feel like I have z- almost zero percent of me that gives a crap if I win or lose. Right. I play to win, but of I course don't, you have to, or else yeah, there's no. But game. like I don't. Um, so interesting. Like uh, there are there are well there are some every now and then there is a game where like you lose it in like a you're like oh I almost had that mm-hmm. and it, like it sticks you. Like, oh if of I course I get frustrated with right. myself. I'm never mad right. that I'm not as good. Yeah, or I, I'm, like I can be mad at myself being like come on, how many times have you played this and you're still making those mistakes? Like, that's frustrating because it's like, I wish I was not as dumb. Yeah, I think that, like, it literally never, ever, ever crosses my mind. Like, oh, that player is so good at this game. Like, I shouldn't be playing with them. 
Um, I, I think that, but I do think that there's value in saying like, oh, this game is out of my depth and I'm slowing down the whole table. hundred percent. Like if, if, I think if you're, if it's like, I don't understand this game yet. Like I like there, I think there's value in saying, okay, I need to take like a step back and do some, play some online implementations to, to digest these rules, understand how this game works, watch some videos, read the rules more, grok it a little bit more. But once you have grokked it, once you do understand it, like, I would never... Your ego isn't caught up in whether you're good or well, bad at it because yeah. you know that if you dedicated the time, you could be. It's just, you just haven't. Well, I would say that, yes, all this is true. But at the same time, and you two are particularly uh, into this, like, this is your spare time. Yeah. And so, like, you know, if someone is dominating, like, it can affect your fun. Like, I'm just saying, like, it, it can. Like, I, I'm not... I, I don't really care. Right. Like, But I, I'll take... For my case, like you know, I I played a lot of Age of Innovation. You know, I, I'm you know I when it was out, I I'm the one who tried to be on yeah. it. Like you know, I don't get it to the table very often, uh, and people say they love it, and because it, it is a great game, but like, but, like I, I've, I've Mike has definitely I'm not going to ever play it with you again. <laughs> like and, and Mike has, and Mike has been he's been playing with me a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, so, that's weird though, because he enjoys the game and why wouldn't you want to play with somebody who's better so you can learn from them? If you're really, if you're really invested in winning that game, but well, this is how you win it. But because like in a way, better. like, you know, like you're playing, you're not, Mike doesn't love age of innovation. Like I do. That's the thing. But, but like, he, so he's well, not, then, yeah, then, he, then. he's not invested in, uh, in learning it to the extent that I have. Yeah, but that, that, then that's a player problem. I think that's the, people who yeah. aren't invested in the, the experience. No, what, what I'm saying is, though, like, you know, there's a difference between, you know, like, if you go like, oh, I'm doing really bad at this, I'm frustrated. I, if I spend the time to get, uh, I can get good at this. Like, I don't think anyone in our group goes like, oh, if I if I wanted to, I could get, literally everyone, if I really wanted to, I could get to passable at Lahav. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, 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 I, I Theoretically, like it, it, of course. But you know, if you're here to play a game to have fun, and you the game that you're going to play, you're going to get molested, you know, at because the guy is so much better. Mm. Like, does that affect people's fun? I think it can. It, I, I think it. I think so. It can for sure. Because I think, but for me, the only time I ever have my fun affected by someone who's just fully dominating at a game is if the game itself I don't really enjoy. Yeah, if it's so not if fun. I'm, it's like when you know when we played. Um, the Grigal played, is fun to lose at. I, I'm sorry. You remember when we played? Remember we played Ever Everfall or whatever that game was? Yeah. The Witching. The yeah. game. So the three of us played with Jordan, mm-hmm. and Jordan found like a magic combo, and yeah. he was killing. He had this crazy thing. It was just like he broke the game. Which honestly, I don't care if he breaks the game. That's kind of fun and but funny. But the game and, wasn't fun enough like, to make but, you want to get better. Yeah, but it was That's like, it. but so I was like, okay, so I know I'm not winning, which is fine. And usually, I feel like I like one thing I I do is I sort of create like a new goal to get to the end of the game. But I'm like, Jordan is so clearly dominating, and the things that I'm doing with this game are not really that fun. Yeah. So now I'm just kind of bored. Because it's like, I, I, I'm now, now the idea of like actually getting some sort of victory is out of my and hands. And that's a problem with the game. So that, yeah. Yeah. So I, I always say a good like, game is fun no matter your position. And I yeah, think. I always like, feel like it's like I, a good I, movie or like, versus a bad movie. Like, like if I'm bored in a movie, I am more apt to tear it apart and talk about why this was wrong and this was wrong because I'm bored. And I've got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. But if a movie is great, and it has all sorts of plot holes and issues. I forgive everything because I had a great time. So I don't have I don't have to sit there and nitpick because who cares? I had a great time. That's right. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I think you guys are correct. Mm-hmm. And but I think you, even when I'm destroying you at Age of Innovation, when you're just when I'm just <laughs> just corpse humping your face in that game, <laughs> which, which happens surprised, a lot, which happens a lot. A lot. Like, you know, happen the same n- not, not, not in real life, but like it happens. <laughs> you're still like. Well done, Matt. That, yeah, was good. that was good. So you're having fun. You're just like you. You, well, you showed me something that maybe like, I hadn't seen before, or that you're but, you're but liking the, it. But as I understand the Discord question, it's like what happens when someone is you know has all these reps and it's a lot better. Well, and and yeah. So and I think it's good they have an online outlet for that, mm-hmm. and that maybe that online outfit could overtake the their enjoyment of playing it with others. Like In I definitely group. have gotten to the point with Agricola where I would do a teaching game but I don't want to like, yeah. it's not fun for me necessarily, but I, it, it, the fun would be maybe I can get this person to love this game enough to make it fun. I think, you know, in those situations, that's what all I care about is like, can I, can my passion spread to them? Can I proselyte? Can I sell this game to them in a way where they are willing to put in the time to then be fun to play with? That's how I feel with 18 XX. Yeah. Where I actually don't mind teaching 18 XX and I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to actually, I'm going to do a teaching session later today to sure. some people who know zero about it. So, um, but who I feel like have the potential to become 18XX players. Like they're curious. So if there's someone who I know I can recruit to the fold, then like I'm down to, down to teach certain Apostatize. Right. But what I don't like is when someone like, just is like, like using me to help them, if that makes sense. Like, like I was like, I know you're not interested in, you're probably not gonna be interested in this game. I'll teach you don't want to be a sparring partner for somebody. Yeah. Or yeah. Or it's more bag. like, like sometimes at a certain point I want to be like, uh, you, you come, you, you learn about it and come back to me, Yeah, for you know, sure. cause you get exhausted. Well, that's why you just go where the passion is. Like you find other people that are like, I know Trey has an, you know, an unquenchable thirst for Gregola. So if I want to yes. play it in line, I'll call him. And I've got a handful of other people who enjoy it enough and have, are competent enough where it's fun for all of us. And then yeah. that's, that's it. But otherwise, I'm I'm looking online for my competition, not not right. because I'm good, but well, because that's the, those people that are there you the are passion. as excited to be there as I. What's am. so interesting right. to me, Matt, is like when you talk about root, when you talk about Agricola, when you talk about Netrunner. What's so interesting is that like the recurring theme in all three is that you've mentioned competitive play, competitive communities, playing something in competition. Yep. So you're really drawn. It seems like there's something about this idea that games that can be played in competition. Yeah like in a formal way, it seems to really appeal to you. It does. I really like a high ceiling of self-improvement. I like Mm. a really long journey to become very good at something, even Mm -hmm. if I never will, even if I don't have the time investment to get very good at it. I am, I I would say I am a better than average Agricola player after Mm -hmm. a few years of intense, intense study of the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I love that, it would take me probably 10 more years to actually feel confident enough to say like, I'm very good, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's fun. Like, but I get, do I lose mostly hundred percent? Yeah. hundred percent. So it's like, but, and do I wake up like, boy, I need to win. No, it's like, I just know the more reps I do, the better I get. And I, I can sense that happening and I get enjoyment out yeah. of that. I, I guess I feel that way a little bit about uh, Concordia, actually. You are really good at Concordia. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I actually, I think I'm good at it. I don't think I'm really good because I've been beaten many, many times. I'm like Matt. Like, I've been mm-hmm. beaten. But, like, my group of friends outside of Game mm-hmm. Brain, we've played a lot of Concordia. I mean, Concordia is my number one game of all time. Sure, sure. And I just, 
it's it has that thing. I never really say let's play it because I played it so much. But actually, there are maps I have never played. Yeah, and, me too. And, and I things, own all the maps. I, I want to play the play fish market. Yeah. All the I have, yeah, I have all the maps. Oh, I forgot to get the new map. Oh no, I pre-ordered it. Oh, is there's a new one. Ooh. There's like a, a Sicily. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think oh, I pre-ordered yeah. it somewhere, so it's just gonna pop up someday. I sometimes I like to when I pre-order, I then push it out of my mind, so it's like a delight when That's it shows like, up. Like, <laughs> Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I remember, I think playing Concordia with you guys once, I think during the pandemic Yeah, we, we, and, and everyone was like, oh, well, you know, it's so scripted. You always got to play. And I, I think I played Senator as my first card and everyone was shocked. It, it was and, one of those things where I was like, oh, I, I, I thought I, I was never good at Concordia, but I go like, oh, I, I understand what the game is. And I was like, oh, Ben is just like, he's just like two steps ahead of my thinking. Right. And, and I, was, I was playing it like, oh, it was cool for me. What was cool about that was a, to show you guys, like you, do, you don't have to stick with your meta and B that I was like, oh, in this moment I've played Concordia so much and I wasn't even trying to do a deep dive. I've sure. just played it so much that I know you can do things like this and it can work out. Like, and there are, there are really fun strategy articles about Concordia mm-hmm. online where people talk about like how you can use each card as a, as an opener and it would work. Like you could theoretically open with a tribune mm-hmm. and get a new colonist or whatever. Sure, sure. And so I do understand on some way that level of like when you sort of, when you know a game more deeply, you see more possibilities. And then when you see more possibilities, the more levers to pull, you know, and oh. it, cause it is sort of sad when you play a game only two or three times and you just see a kind of a one dimensional view of it. Like, and, well, there's only this dominant. Let me ask you how many times have we played Concordia since that moment? Um, maybe like two times. I don't know. I don't remember. These new maps sound uh, great. Uh, I'm going to order them. I believe it's zero. Yeah. By the way, I've also never played Concordia Venus, which I know is maybe not supposed to be sure. the best version, but I would love to play it as a That's Concordia. Team one, right? Yeah. Yeah. As a Concordia. Yeah. We tried it Concordia once and we felt like we're good, but I would absolutely try it again. I might, I think I should do that. I feel like I should, you know, get more com- Concordia experiences in because it is honestly, uh, to me, it's a perfect the game. Perfect game. Like the perfect, no flaws. So interesting. 10 out of 10. There's nothing wrong with it. Like so interesting, like I, it, it doesn't capture my imagination. It's so weird to me when I, I've met people who've said that, mm-hmm. and that's just so strange to me because I just yeah. feel like it is the, like it has everything. It is an elegant rule set. Mm-hmm. It has tense, difficult decisions, really difficult decisions. There's timing. There's push your luck. There's above the board play. There's um, yeah. I mean, I, I think everything. The only thing it's missing is like you can't lose first round sure you could I, you did when ben beat you you uh, just didn't know it that's right, that's right yeah that's by that. the way sir that's right you did oh. i just ordered those new maps i'll have yes. them tomorrow it, it's like it, the C- cecilia where'd you go oh, amazon, amazon baby oh man maybe i should cancel my pre-order <laughs> um i'm gonna have it tomorrow what do you good. want what's up let's I'm play excited. it tuesday I mean, that and Food Chain would be the perfect That's all we're night. doing. It's the perfect day. Can I talk about another game, by the way? Please. Sure. please. I know this is a really good conversation, but we'll probably come back to it anyway. Yeah. Was it, though? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. It's just <laughs> destroying the, my conversation that I started. I hate no, that I mean, no, that's, I mean, that's the whole vibe of, the, of, of this show these days is that, you know, you, we talk about the games to like to slowly as, destroy as a, it's basically like they are vessels to get into deeper conversations about gaming and then when we start to really get towards something i stop it and say let's talk well, about cusco like this is this is one of those things where like it's basically uh real housewives of, of salt lake city like you know yes this is what the, our podcast has become 
I know. I know I was unfollowed by a real housewife of Salt Lake City. That's, that, that is both a, a badge and a shame. Because <laughs> she was offended by someone that we nominated in our fake award show that you helped well, with, that, Paul. That, that's the worst thing. Like, you know, like when, when you get unfollowed because of a fake award show. <laughs> yeah. So that's why people should follow Game Brain on Instagram. So that way we can have a big enough clout to make her feel that's right. bad. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's go after a reality star. Let's do it. Um, so Cusco is another game in uh, the Steffenfeld City Collection. It's a re-implementation of Bora Feldhead. Bora. <laughs> I'm a Feldhead. I guess I am. I mean, listen, I already had actually a good number of Feld games beforehand. Yeah, sure, and sure. I always feel like Feld games are just like, I'm, okay, let's see. Let's, let's come up with a real sweaty metaphor here. Um, let's that make sure we add beaver in it somehow. The beaver, <laughs> are they like, are Feld games like Ritz crackers? Wow. Like, <laughs> are they like Ritz crackers in that they are buttery and salty? They're lovely. They're lovely. They're great in a spread. We are, we're happy to eat them, but you're maybe not always going to be gonna like, move, you're going to move past. The I think a Feld game is more like a salad. Oh, wow. <laughs> a point salad. But actually kind of, yeah. Except are the, are the Feld games really good for you? I don't know. I mean, no, you know, it's like a chef salad. You think it's good for you. <laughs> Damn, but then there's all that Caesar salad. Damn. It's like, I feel like Feld games ultimately are, they're always like fun, interesting puzzles. They're not very sexy. By, by like large. The art is garbage. Art is usually garbage. And, you know, these days I'm like in my economic, my economic era. So I love, you know, an economic game. I love a dynamic you know, ecosystem in a game. I love all that. Blah, 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 blah. So felt games have not been always like, they've just have not been top of mind. And yet here I am now owning four games in the Steffenfeld overpriced collection. A Steffen, Steffenfeld verse with Marrakesh being my number one Marrakesh being the game. I, I mean, despite all the games I talked about favorites of this favorites of that Marrakesh is the one that I just want to play over. Like that's the game I want to deep dive. I want to play that game over and over and over. When are we getting that expansion though? You know what? We had the chance to play the expansion. We had the expansion out on it's the table. It's a big footprint. We were at Candace's, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Tim, one of Candace's friends, one of our friends, he came over. He had the expansion, and we laid it out. We the big old camel race and everything, yeah. and we were going to do Marrakesh with the expansion. But it was Candace's first game, and it was late, and we decided, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's just do base, base, base Marrakesh. Well, we I, we both pre-ordered it, right? I don't know when it's yeah. going to ship. I don't know. I think Tim backed it on Kickstarter, which is why he actually got it in, uh, way earlier oh, than us. Okay. But anyway, we, I've talked about Marrakesh enough on this podcast, but I got, I got it's your fresh fish. It's my fresh fish. <laughs> my fresh Marrakesh. Fresh Tribune. Yeah. But um, I got Cusco, which is, have you guys ever played Bora Bora, the original OG? Yes. Uh, one of the elders favorite, I believe. Yeah. What do you think about Bora Bora? I, I was, it was early in my board gaming career and it was at a convention and I remember thinking it was fun. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, it wasn't my favorite Feld at the time, but I enjoyed it. I had never. It was around the same time that Hawaii came out, and I remember mm. Hawaii eclipsed it in terms of. Hawaii was. Hawaii Tom Basil controversially threw it in the garbage or yeah, something like ridiculous. that. Hawaii is an incredible game. We well, loved that game. Yeah, I don't know we, why. We played we, a lot. We played of it. a lot. I heard Hawaii, Hawaii was great. Oh, it's, you never played? No. Oh, you would love that game. It, it, I'm sure it, I would. Yeah, it's, well, I love Hawaii. Before we met Ben, we we're going, like, this is a total Ben game. <laughs> and we're like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Ben? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but so I had never played Bora Bora, but um, the same person on Discord who got me into Marrakesh was like, by the way, since you're loving Marrakesh so much, you really should look into Cusco because Ooh. my group, we played it and we found a lot of similar like player mm-hmm. interaction stuff. 
So based off of their recommendation, I was like, I'm going to, I was on, I, I, I found a copy of it online. I was like, well, there it is. I think this is Kismet. So I bought it. So, um, we played it. So Paul Elder, Chris Bussey, and I, we played it recently. Paul, what did you think about Kiske? Uh, I mean, I think it's great. It's like, as far as this Feldiverse that we're, that we're diving into, yeah. uh, I have found that like I'm enjoying it more because I'm finding the above table interaction very fun. Mm. Like, you know, it's still, you know, as Matt will say, or if people say point salady. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like the above board interaction is, is really appealing. Maybe because it's point salady. And in that way, I'm able to, we're able to like play each other versus yeah. play the board in a way like, Oh, what's this person wanting to do? You know, like I, I remember like in our last game, for example, I was so far behind and I go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to max out the, the turn order track. Mm-hmm. And, and like the moment I started doing it, everyone's like, Oh my God, what's <laughs> yeah. he doing? Like, it, it was just so like shock and awe, like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it doesn't hold up after a hundred games. I don't know. But like right now, like at, like with Marrakesh, for example, I'm, I'm really loving how I'm able to to go like oh here's the randomness of this is coming up but I'm playing what Ben is wanting to play and all like that that consideration really keeps my yeah. mind and like uh Cusco has a, a bit of that as well like oh here here are the whatever the farming or the or the uh education what do they need what do I need like you know can it can I wait right now like but what really makes Cusco great for me is like it's just the action selection like just just the that, that that dumb mechanic of like here higher numbers equals more moves, but you can't go there. Unless- yeah. So here's the, here's what the game is all about. Uh, thematically. I mean, the, the theme of this is, it's, Oh, it's Cusco Incan empire. And we've got, um, I forget what they're called, but, uh, basically runners. Sure, I almost between- died in Cusco once told yeah. that story before. No, tell us, tell, no, tell the audience. Pre- I had food poisoning. I was in the hospital for 48 hours in Cusco. That's all. Yeah, that's the story. Scary. It was great, not fun. Great, great story. I, I, was, I, was, I was at the edge of my seat. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I died. You should do this for a living. Hey, you didn't let me finish. I died. He and, died and came back. And he didn't come back. No. Oh, oh, oh we're all dead. What? Oh, crap. This is lost. No, Matt died years ago. Yeah. There's been a lot of dead air on this podcast. That explains why he loves Root now. That like burn literally made no sense. Made no sense. Well, no, I only like games that were out when I was alive. <laughs> so, um, okay. So uh, I believe, I'm, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but there is Chasqui. Sure. <laughs> Chasqui. Oh, um, oh wait, let, let me look it up. No, it's Indonesian for uh, yeah. <laughs> So and, uh, I still don't remember it. He just mumbled through it. So, so, Cusco, so I guess the Chasqui were basically Paul. messengers and they would run from town to town delivering messages. And so in this game, uh Cusco, which is a reimplementation of Bora Bora, we are Chasqui mm-hmm. and we are running around this map. You're um, like the Uber Eats of Cusco. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. One more task rabbit. DoorDash. Task yeah. rabbit. Um, so we are delivering stuff all around and but we're also building out an elaborate like mask which has feathers in it. Mm. Um, and we're also gathering study tiles and we're also gathering farm tiles. It's it's, it's, it's felt. It's like it literally this is all like a nominal theme that's been put on this puzzle. The big shtick with the game is they're about, depending on player count, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven uh, action spaces to take. And you, everyone rolls three dice, 
and you use the dice to take your actions. And as Paul sort of just said before, if you, um, with almost every single action spot, except for the one that's like the, like the, Oh, there's nothing left for you to do. Everyone can go here spot. Um, you put a die down and the die that you put down cannot be equal to or greater than any dice that are already there. Which means that if you take an action and you put a one down, you've locked, you've it, out. locked it out for every other single person. And if you're like player one, you can just lock out an action. You can say, I'm doing this action and, and no, no one, one else, else is doing you it. You shall not pass. That You shall not pass. But at a high, the higher value dice make that action more powerful. So you are torn between... Ooh, I want to use a high-powered die to get the best bang for my buck, but, but then I don't want to let everyone else. Yeah, but no. now I'll let everyone else gets to take this action. And so, like that tension is really fun. It's, it's really really fun. And and the thing is, this that sometimes you can't help. Yeah, like, like you see someone roll and they've got like one, two, and three, and you're like, oh fuck, because you know they're gonna hurt you. They're gonna hurt you. So now you know with your dice, and then you look down at your dice, and you've got like a six and a five and another six, and you're like, ah. Uh. So you know you have to. On your very first turn, whatever action you take, like that's going to be the act. That is going to be the action for your round. Like not like your only action, but like the one that the, you the know the guarantee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's really fun to see where people put their dice and like like the well, things. The, the, the fun thing is like you watch people's rolls and like when you go, oh please, please don't get you know don't get ones, don't get sixes. Like you know you're 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 so invested in everyone's like you know outcome yeah. in a way that is like ridiculous because because. Because it's so punitive to like, you know, I need to do this. And if I can't do this, I'm dead. Right. <laughs> and you have to. But but it also kind of forces you to pivot in ways that's like be and frustrating, what, but in like fun frustration. I, I, I think that's actually what makes it so great for me because I, I love a tactical game. And it's so your plans are yet. Yeah, I want to do all these things, but like you have to deal with what you have, the card, the, yeah. the dice that you roll and the dice that everyone else rolls. And the, so many times in the game where people are going like, I'm going to go this here. Goes, do you really need to go there now? Yes. Please. Do you need to go there now? Go, And it's like, now I am. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, and you're like, okay, well I need this action. I need to do first, but I need to like, I need to save my high dice. So that way I can move my Chosky across this bridge. So I need that Chosky for the bridge action. But, um, it's really important that I get that bridge action, but it's also really important I do this other action. So if I do the bridge action first with my high die, then I know I run the risk of that other important action being closed down. Oh, sorry, everyone. It's I didn't put this on vibrate. Sorry. It's so awkward. Boo. It's a Chosky calling. I'm lost. Um, but you just the, the debating between how you want to like use those actions and you try to like thread the needle and then someone inevitably puts something down there and your entire plan is destroyed. But then there's sometimes where you do thread the needle and you're like, I did it. I got this all down. I made it's it all work. me. It's all me. I'm, I'm amazing. And there are these cards you can, you can get and the cards will give you powers that, you know, give you workarounds for these difficult situations. But, but not, they're, they're not so powerful that they, make it easy like you you go like oh thank god i have this one card that can help me this one time yeah so it, it's still remarkably tight for what it is so I, right I, but I, what I, was what was cool for me was that so we played like an aborted game you mm -hmm. had mentioned it earlier where uh the two of us and david gilson and elder we were, we were at your place matt and we had sat down to play bora bora and we did two rounds and elder had to leave so after those two rounds i was like this was this was fun i mean i don't know if i like 
I don't love know if I this. love it. It's like, it's, it's fun. I mean, part of it, like David was, David was having an issue in the first round. He got it, but like he was having an, a grokking issue the first round. So maybe there wasn't like that. Sure. You know, like, it was like a herky jerky in yeah. the play, but I was like, okay, yeah, that's sort of feeling like maybe I wasted some money. But then, but then we got franchise, but yeah, we played franchise. But then the second time we played, we played the full game. What I noticed was I actually felt in the beginning a little bit the same way. But there is like a ramping up of tension and like round after round, it just gets more and more intense. This person like from Philadelphia like is still trying to call me. Who is who who from who do I know from Philadelphia? Sue. Maybe it's Sue. I don't know. Well, they'll just have to wait. And by the way, you're supposed to be on no, on, on, on disturb. Don't disturb. Um anyway, I really liked it. No, it was it was great. Like it it, it was one of those things where I go like, Oh, I don't know if I'm a felled head, but like I go like I don't know, and I didn't. I've never played Bora Bora, but I was wondering if like these re-implementations have changed some aspect of it. Where I go, like, oh, this Marrakesh is really ab- above above the board, you know, Cusco, uh, which I always read as Cuckoo for whatever reason. I'm 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 enjoying it more than I would think I would enjoy a felt. And like actually, Matt, we we played Burgundy right like recently. Oh, I love Burgundy. Yeah, the yeah, new like, version is so beautiful. Yeah, and, 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 uh, we're playing with our wives <laughs> and. I was like, oh, this is really fun in a way that I was like, oh, I don't remember this. And B was like going, oh, well, you know, do we have, you have that game, Paul? I don't know. Well, maybe we should get it. You know, it was just, I'm just having a, a felled renaissance, a felt well, renaissance. Are, yeah. are you, did you back the two newest ones that have four days left on the Kickstarter? I did not. Well, what, what are you thinking? You, this is your favorite. Your because they're so expensive and I, it's just like one after the other. But this is the first one that's new, Kathmandu. Like just like I don't, you know, I'll just do some like research Marrakech. later today. Four days left. You, you're the Feld head. I, I rely on you. By the way, I realized what this number was. It's a food box that someone's trying. They can't get through the the, the front gate. Uh, Did you order food? It's a it's a it's a sponsor thing from the other podcast. So oh. like they're sending a box. You were like really successful with this podcasting thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm debating. Do I interrupt the podcast right now to see? I probably should. Yeah, so just hold pause on for one second. second. We're gonna pause. We're gonna pause do, for a second. Do, 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 do. So we're we're back. Sorry, my my uh, my delivery box has arrived and the drama is over. Yeah. So anyway, so Paul, sorry, I was interrupted by a delivery there. Well, but I, think, you I think Matt were, was saying that like you're the you're the failed access point, and why aren't you spending? Yeah. So yeah. Please find out if Katmandu is worth backing for. Me. I will, so I know that is Katman, I know that there's also NASA. Yeah, which, which based is, on Roman pirates. But apparently, the deal with that is that um, only one mechanism is from that. It's from it. I just find I'm less interested in. Okay, well, I'm I'm very interested in his new games, especially after Marrakesh. I'm much less interested in rethemes. Yeah, I. So again, I was not interested. I had never played Bora Bora. I wasn't really inherently interested in Cusco until I got that rave, and I'm I'm really happy. Like I had a really fun time. And by the way, another thing about it, just one last thing, is that when you unpack Cusco, it is such a lavish production. It is huge footprint these big player boards with these feathers and there's all these components and there's like phases and this and that and i was like oh geez there's so much going on in this game but then uh, actually it's incredibly simple and yeah, no, you know it's just like okay this action you get the orange tiles this action you get the blue tiles this action you can move on these paths this action you can move on those paths this action you can trade goods that is it like there, there are no that edge is cases. it 
So there's no edge cases to no consider. No edge cases. And then there's just like a process at the end. It is like remarkable. That's how Marrakesh felt to me. I was like reading the rule book. I'm like, how is this fun? There's nothing going on here. And Same. then you play it. And you're like, this is great. I actually literally, had, the reason why I didn't back Marrakesh is when they talked about, oh, it's a draft. You decide what action you're going to take and you put it in the tower and then you draft. I was like, I don't see how that's fun. No, it felt too simple to be interesting. And it's like literally, literally the best felt game of all time. <laughs> it is so, it is like... Uh, but it, the other hesitation I have about Feld is that the three of us are talking about it right now, getting excited. You know, Elder gets excited, but I don't think that the larger game brain group is really that into Feld. Like, I think they like Feld, they'll visit Feld, but I don't think it's something yeah, that our group uh, is no fresh fish, super, you know? <laughs> super damn, psyched about. Damn, man. Like, <laughs> like, it's, like, I feel cold because I'm so much shade here <laughs> it's not solved like avalon you know give it give it some time yeah yeah but you know i think it's you the, know the salty gamer that's what matt is <laughs> i think i think players i think i think our group is looking for like stuff that's not so like super super euroby like that like not like puzzle 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 there's always like talk about multiplayer solitaire there's mm. you know maybe it's too midweight for some people i don't I, know i mean i, I think I think a point salad is not what our game group tends to like. I I'm enjoying the Feld, you know, journey right now because I'm not looking at it as a point salad. I'm looking at it as a game player interaction. And mm-hmm. like, you know, like in, in, in Cusco, the board just, I was like seven actions, three dice. Why is there so much tension? Right. Like by the <laughs> end of that game, I was like, I was literally, like my chest was caving in on. So I was so, I was so tense. It's yeah. just and like there's there's engine building, but it's not like real engine it, building. Yeah, it's no. just like it's just like you're doing the same thing every round. But for some reason, round after round, I just felt like by the time it was done, I was like, gotta <laughs> say, you're not selling it. But the fact that 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 Marrakesh had the same vibes until I played it, I'm down to try it. Like, yeah, I, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't. I, so I will. Okay, here's my. I think that you will enjoy Cusco. I think you will feel the same way is, that we it, felt. It's not that different from Bora Bora, right? No, I, mean, I think, I I think I that there have been apparently a few quality of life changes that have been yeah, sure, very sure, well sure. received by the community. Right. Sure, a little balanced. I so. feel like you will enjoy it. You will agree with everything we say, but I don't think it's going to be your new obsession. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, like, I, yeah, I think for all of it, like, I've always like if I look at the games that I enjoy, it it they always comes down to how quickly does it get to what it's trying to do, mm-hmm. and like, I feel like this does it pretty quick. Like by by third round, you're going like, "Oh, I'm I'm biting my nails, hoping that you don't take this action." Yeah, please don't put that. Oh, God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel that way about Dinosaur Gage? <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaur Gage was hilarious and fun. And no, I did not feel that same with that Dinosaur. Do you do you, do you know about Dinosaur Gage? Jordan Matt? told me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So Hollenspiel, Hollenspiel. Um, I don't know why I said it with an accent because I don't think they also have Holland. Dual Gage, which I thought it was maybe related to. Jordan said not necessarily. Yeah, I've never played any of those. I never played Dual mm-hmm. Gage, but it's or a anything. little bit of a Cube Rails adjacent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like um, Paul. Can you describe it and describe uh, so, so, how dinosaurs are integrated okay, into so, it first? Ignore the dinosaur bits, uh, just for a second. Uh, it, although it is actually very important in the sense that, like, it contributes to its fun. It does. Uh, and so, but basically, you are creating routes. You have either a, uh, a what you call it, a railway, an airline, a uh, shipping route, a shipping route, like over, uh, like boats, or a factory. 
Mm-hmm. And then you're just you're just it's just like any other train game where you're just laying stuff, creating pro, uh, creating product, shipping product. That, that that's it. Like you know, uh, and what makes it really fun is that like for whatever reason, just adding like a bunch of dinosaurs in it, yeah, just makes it hilarious. <laughs> and so like it's really easy to access in that way. And you're like, oh well, I'm going to stomp here. I'm going to try to move up some track. Like it, really, it doesn't matter what the game is. I'm I, yeah. I, I'm just being serious because like you, if you've played any kind of like dual gauge or what, you you you, you get this. Yeah, it, it, it's but for whatever reason, just saying dinosaurs. Right, because like, and by the way, the dinosaurs are integrated as in like the dinosaurs run all these companies. Yeah. These are dinosaurs. These are like dinosaur entrepreneurs. It, and like, and I guess it was you, me, Candace, Tim, and we're going like, this is really fun, right? It's- it was really fun, even though we had messed up a setup thing mm-hmm. that really put me in a. It put me in a situation where I didn't have a lot of um, meaningful choices, mm-hmm. but then at the same time that. My gameplay probably also contributed to that too, because like, I had to figure out what was, what was going on. What I liked, I love, it, I love a game where there is a company that's in charge of the shipping and a company in charge sure. of like trains, and then you can also have factories, and then you also so you can invest in the factories, and you want the factories to produce, and you all like you create like a little economic it's like a, infrastructure. It's like a Dino eighteen XX for you, <laughs> a bit, but it was but it was more than that. It wasn't just an eighteen XX. It's that like you had an economy mm-hmm. where you have you have different interests that are capitalizing mm-hmm. off of this economy like you want to build like the trains want to pick up stuff from factories mm-hmm. and the factories want their stuff to be yeah. picked up and you want to use the shipping routes and, and you what you invest in also dictates what you're interested in succeeding in exactly. and it was it was despite the fact that i definitely had a rough go of it it was really fun yeah no it's you're the essence of the game is like here's this like economic ecosystem that has shipping airplanes uh trains and factories and mm-hmm. you get to invest in various bits of in this and whoever has the most money at the end whoever you know like as these you know as these industries do well like you yeah. know you'll you'll get more points and whoever has the most valuable portfolio at the end wins it's, yeah. it's, 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 that's all it is it's really fun yeah it's 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 fairly operational like you know everything that you're, you're buying and then you're you're doing operations mm-hmm. and that's really it it's like you know here are your actions it, you have like five like a flow of five things and you just yeah. do them and you pass and then you just, and you just do it again. And yeah, I, I, there, there's definitely stuff you have to grok. And like, as you play, you start to see like, Oh, and it's one of those games where you say we should play this again. So mm-hmm. that way the second time we can like be more like, I was like, Oh, I should have been, you know, yeah. flogging this thing or, Oh man, I could have been taking advantage of, of the shipping lane much more than I realized. And, and so like, it was, I think another thing that uh, about games that I've been enjoying lately is like, it's more fun than it deserves to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's. I think that's another thing that I really appreciate. It's like here are these pieces. I think that I understand what this game is. I play the game and I go like, oh no, there's more here. Like, it's like the interactions of the of the mechanics. Yeah. has this synergistic effect that creates something that I couldn't predict. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, oh, this was going to be this is going to be this level of fun, but actually, it's like two steps higher and greater I'm, than the sum of its parts yeah, yeah. like us like, and, well, like you too and then i bring truly, it down truly i feel like we're stronger alone <laughs> you know what i'm excited about by the way um just sort of speaking about this and in this space have you guys heard of the game legacies not legacy yeah, sure. not not Absolutely. legacy yeah style games no yeah. no there's a game called legacy and it's like about duke to something or another mm-hmm. and like you have like you're marrying people off but there's a game called legacies i was very close to backing it 
So I, I, I even the designer even reached out and asked if we were interested in a really? review copy a while ago. And I said no. Wow. Because I, I don't like to get review copies. But oh. um, I asked him if I could purchase one from him. And he said yes. And then I forgot. Well, don't you worry, sir. Because guess what? I got my hands on a copy from a virtual flea market. Yeah. And uh, I picked it up yesterday. And I last night I came back and I was reading through the rules. And I was like, oh, my God. This is, this is like a game made for me. Like it is Ooh. so... I love what it's trying to do and everything. And I'm, I'll describe what it is in a second, or maybe even you could, because you yeah, I read the rules. I did some research on it. Yeah. But what, what I was drawn to, I heard about it. Uh, I, there, someone was discussing it, I think on the blue peg, pink peg, uh, podcast saying that it's trying to do so much and that somehow it actually works. And, um, that intrigued me. And it, it seems like it's a blend of an economic game, but also a, it's a Civ game. I think like mainly a, Civ a Civ game, game and yeah. also like a role, not a role playing game, but like a game where you kind of like you, a John company kind of game in sure. terms of that you take on a persona. Oh, you got Jordan on right now. Well, I don't, well, I don't know. No, now I'm nervous because Jordan will be like, well, I'd rather play John company. <laughs> no, I, I would love to try it. I, it was definitely one of those, like I, I, after reading the rules and stuff, I was like, I think it's very long and very, uh, opaque for potentially our group in, in a, mm -hmm. like, and, and it, it seemed like a big ask. Like a, a, this is a game that's going to need a lot of commitment in order mm. to really make it shine, that there's a lot of depth, a lot of complexity and it's very long. Right. So on that, I was like, we have so many long complex games that require depth. And I, I, I was Teach a little you. worried it wasn't, but, the juice was not worth the squeeze on this one, but I would love to be proven wrong. Yeah. Because when I was looking at the rules, I, I, that's what I thought. I was like, this is going to be a beast. And then I looked at the rules and I was like, eh. It might not be. It may be a long game. There may be tough decisions. It's a four point one three on BGG, which is that's very high. Yeah, you know. But I think that, like, when I was looking at the actual actions you take, I was like, it's not that crazy. So basically, the gist of the game is that it's a game that takes place over three hundred years, and uh, it is all the legacy is that you are basically a rich person, or you're 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 basically trying to create generational wealth. Mm. And so you you start off with a character, mm -hmm. and that character is connected to two different industries. So in the rule book, I haven't even looked at the characters, but in the rule book, one that that's in the the one that they have in all the examples, a socialite mm -hmm. um, whose special power is gossip. <laughs> so I'm like, I am in, I am so in, and she's connected to uh, maybe the. Like she's connected to like the communications industry, but like also I forget what the other one is entertainment, but people could be connected to the transportation industry or they're connected to government or whatever. But you have people who are connected to these industries and you are trying to amass wealth by investing in those industries, but maybe investing in other people's industries and those industries can improve. Um, but they can also decline. And so there's like a little bit of an 18xx quality of like you can get dividends. There's a way to get dividends in the game from people's industries. Um, but you can also foster relationships with other characters, both other players and also NPCs. And that will improve your the income that you can get or the money or the gold or whatever you're trying to contribute to um, your foundation. Um, and then every, basically every round you have to get a successor. And so you have, you, your character is always kind of getting replaced. Your character has like the same, like the same vibes, still connected to the same industries, but your new successor will have certain perks or certain powers. So you have successors that you're bringing in 
And it's like a weird hybrid of economics and relationships and um, heirlooms. You can get heirlooms. You can get like a boa. Sure. <laughs> there you go. It, it, it's like a, it's like village, but like at, at the upper scale thing. It's like an economic village. That's right. That's right. Lo- I, I would love if you can learn that and uh, teach it to me. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I have learned it. I, I read it last oh, night. Right. And so I would like... I was reading it. And I was like, this game, oh God, I hope this game is good because ever it was exciting. You know, when you read through a rule book and you just get excited yeah, and you're like, oh my time. God, this is everything. I love the way these systems are integrated in terms of like the industries that you are connected to, the relationships you have, how that gets you income. Um, so interesting. Like, you know, like you, you two are like the two who like love reading rule books and i'm going like how do you do it how do you do it it's 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 it's, you know i like my second favorite thing to do in board games i like to read the in fact i like the what i if i try to learn a game off of a video i struggle a little bit really i often i often will fall asleep because honestly there are a lot of like sometimes they go on for 25 minutes and it's very monotone. It's like then you do like, this and then you do this. I watch this, if there's this. a video, I watch the video first at like 2x speed and at some point when I get the general concept and flow, I stop and then I just go read the rule. So book. my flow is this. I I actually really like watching for my I like watching Tom Vassell mm-hmm. for like the 6 minute overview because he's actually I think his his greatest skill is that he can Boil it down. So you can boil it down in six minutes in a way that's engaging. Like the way he talks is very conversational and mm-hmm. you get the gist of it. Yeah. Then true. I read the rule book. And then then once I've read the rule book, I have a context and then when, then I will watch the how to video. And for some reason I'm able to be you more engaged. The, the components to the rules, yeah. I can understand it more and then I'm like make sure I'm filling in all my gaps. Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. I'm just a times two X. You know, I, I have like like four laptops just watching four games at once at times yeah, two. That makes that's, sense. That, that's that's why you're not very good at anything. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for saying it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no well the point is i'm really excited for legacies i feel like this I'm could down. be like i'm glad you, uh, see this is what you do <laughs> you take games that other people went like nah and you go hold on a minute well you know uh i mean but it's not like it came out of a vacuum i think candace had initially messaged me and mm-hmm. said i think you would like this game i was like maybe and then i heard about it on blue peg pink peg and i thought huh and then another by the way i just bought a game do you know about this game it's a trick-taking game matt called lunar that's a re re-implementation of a game called Ortric. Mm. And it's by All Play. Oh yeah, I have it. Yeah. You have Lunar? I have it, yeah. Okay, my copy is coming in today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it was part of the four game pack that I backed, yeah. Yeah, so I heard about it and it sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Also on Blue Peg Pink Peg. Mm. Um that basically it's a trick taking game where you play a suit and your partner plays the number or vice versa. Right. But then you're trying together. To, you're setting the suit and the number. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also trying to hit a certain number of hand, hands that you win. Right. Right. Like if you hit, if you like, if you get zero, you get a bunch of points. Yeah. But if you get like four, you get zero points or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. No, there's a cool scoring thing. Yeah. I, I there's a bunch of yeah, that bacon was cool. That and that lunar was, I think, the one that they said was a little heavier. Uh, yeah. 
I'm, d- I'm down to try that. I really, I really thought I was going to be introducing. I thought I was going to be introducing a trick taker to the to the group. And um, well, with all play, it'd be hard because that they are like the are they the thing? They are you know one of the bigger publishers. Yeah, in a small, uh, yeah, they're yeah. one of the big fish in a small pool. Yeah. I mean, that's silly for me to think I'm going to be introducing a trick taker to this group. <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah, my specialty. Well, like, ben, come on, stay. Yeah, your I lane. would love to play with you. Though. Yeah, I'm down to play clubs. Any trick taker that you're interested. Well, in. no, I still also want to promote um, tournament at Avalon, which I think is like. An absolutely like that is a raucous fun romp. Have you yeah. played that? Uh, no. That one. Well, so we played Minnow Dice the other night. Minnow Dice. Is Minnow great. Dice, which was so fun, it's and that's hilarious. Trick Taker. Wait, wait, how do you pronounce it? Sephaji. Uh, Dice. Faji. Uh, now I've forgotten it. Yeah, yeah. How does it feel now? Shoot other foot. Yeah. But the reason why I bring that up because that's like a that's like a Siapfaji. Siapfaji. God damn it! It's like a. <laughs> the Mino Dice is like a it's like a dice version of Skull King, apparently. That's exactly what it is. It literally says it's it re-implements Skull that. King. It's just Skull King. And it's so dice. fun. And when we're playing it, Jordan asked us, he goes, So with all this like randomness, what do you think the game gains with all this randomness? And both of us go, fun. Yeah. Like it gains it, it gains fun. And I feel like There's nothing more fun than winning. A, a hand with a six with a seven value gray die <laughs> that you were 100 percent sure that, that, you were going to lose that, that, that hurts guys that, i mean too, so soon, too soon too soon but also remember there was one role in that game where i i literally shouted i was like yes i've said i shattered yeah. across your room because i got so excited and i feel like when we had the episode about trick taking there was it was such a good episode we talked about so many games we i wasn't part of it but like you guys talked about so many games but like the one aspect that was maybe not accounted for as much was just those trick silly takers games, yeah. that are silly yeah. and chaotic. Yeah. And that's this to- is my favorite silly trick taker. Yeah, far. that one's yeah. great. But tournament at Avalon right. is or, or or Camelot, whichever I'm one, done. totally in that same space where it's just pure chaos left and right. And you're just laughing yeah. the entire time. Totally. So that'll be that will be my trick taker contribution to the group. OK, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's more stuff to talk about, but is but, it is it the end? Uh, we're, we're hitting the two hour mark. I feel right? like we're hitting. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Boone Lake, but we can talk about that another time. Yeah, well, we we played the expansion. It was really fun. Boone Lake back back on my shelf. It's, yeah, it's sweet. It's, I would also like to never play the base. I'd like to try it with the expansion too. Expansion was great, and Boone Lake. I was like, this is fun, but it's missing that X factor. But then after our four player game, I was like. Hell yeah, Boon Lake is back. Yeah. It is now officially like secured a spot in my collection. Yeah. So well, you're the you're the Feld Fister guy. Who's <laughs> I'm a like, Feld Fister. You're man. a Feld Fister. P H or F? It's all you know. The f- you're like, yeah. wait, hold on, Feld and Fister still good guys. That's, that's Feld your and role. Fister. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes I think that we like need to we pause disrespect and the Feld and the Fister. Let's not disrespect them. I mean, like Sky Mines. Yeah. That was also took I know. me a moment, and now that one's like. Like I abs- I love that's that one. Great. That's a good deep dive. By the way, that yeah. would be a great deep sure. dive I'm with down. all those yeah. tr- stock all those tracks. tracks. I love it. So here's the problem. You're really good, Matt, about saying, I'm going to do root. I'm going to do deep dive. And then I always come in and I flood you with like, and then we can also deep dive this. Yeah. You need to, this. you need to pick a thing and you need to set a date. All right. Yeah. I'm picking a thing and setting a date. You need to just say, you need to send me an email Sunday. We are playing this. Are you available? Legacy. I think it's going to be legacy. Are you passionate? Mm. Yeah. Do it for legacy. Are you, are you, are you friends with P? Then you're friends with me. Or, or do you want to just stay home and play fresh fish? Oh, (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I mean, I may go to Tom's game night one of these times. Hey, just so you know, <laughs> I love Fresh Fish, everyone. Fresh Fish is still a great game. It's fresh. I've never played it. I'm <laughs> genuinely. That's, that's why it it's funny because it's everybody's played, played it, it a once, billion like, times. And somehow, it, like, here somehow I've ducked it for like 15 years, years before I ever so, knew you guys. So much shade. And it is a great game. It is a great game. No, I think the reason why I shade Fresh Fish is that it's always brought up as, on this podcast as if we've actually never talked about it before. Like, you know what's a great game? Fresh Fish. And so that's what always cracks me up is that like the, the excitement around it is like, like so... Um, it like bubbles, it bubbles out in a way that's hilarious. I can't hilarious wait till you like really play it, and you go, "Oh my god, this game's amazing!" And it, I'm it, sure you, I will. I'm never gonna play it. You, you I've made it ne- 15 years. Why would I start now? You will never play it, but Ben will be I hooked have, into I it. I mean, I have played it once. I played it once. <laughs> a two-player game many years ago. A two-player game. Oh, I know, three-player game. Three you player. only play it with five. All right, we're well, talking about fair. fresh fish now. See, like we did it. Fresh, oh, we're, it's oh, we've been fresh fished. Um, all right. Well, this has been a delight. So we have some we have some homework to do. We're gonna play some more root. We are going to try out legacies. We are. I think that was the the. Main, I think that's the main. So takeaways. Main takeaways. Of course, never. You're gonna find enough. out if I should if, if if I should back one of these felds in the next four. Oh, days. I'm gonna research the felds. Kevin, do more 18xx at all times. We had a. There's the an 18xx trick taker coming. What? Yep. No, stop. Oh, it takes two like, hours to play. And it's what? an extra How? I'm ha- I'm getting a copy imported what? for us. Don't worry. I'm on. What? Like like Ben's face just what? went like what? white red. There's like, a what? heavy two what? hour long eighteen <laughs> extra taker. I I've secured a copy for what? us. <laughs> we will have it in the coming months. I don't know uh, what to do. I, with I, I think I think a transistor popped. There, in well, there is an eighteen XX rolling right. Okay. Called Ar- 18 Arabella. It has a kitten. Anyway, this is an eighteen XX trick taker that. <laughs> I wait. I am excited about My that. My disrespect for Roland Wrights knows no bounds. Oh yeah, but um. But by the way, we should also mention that three of us had a very fun time playing Shikoku 1889. Which, oh, by yeah, the way, fun. yeah, no, I love great. What a beautiful product! What a wonderful production! I I was thinking about making that the tutorial game for today, but mm-hmm. I decided Chesapeake, mm-hmm. just because uh, Shikoku just, just, has the ability that you can um sell then buy like mm-hmm. sell buy or buy. I was like, Chesapeake's let me just always Chesapeake, the best intro. Chesapeake. But wow, Shikoku eighteen eighty nine. She's a beaut. It's, she's a beaut. Uh, City Tricks is the name of this game. City T R I X X, like a nice X. City Tricks. Nice. City I'm like, I, I feel like there's a joke to be made about three City hours tricks. long, three point oh. Ah, I'm in. City. Listen, I'm in, if I'm anyone in. enjoys a good city trick, it's me. So let's get it. Right, I'm, okay, I'm excited. We're gonna find. We'll we'll hear. That's a to be continued on that front. Thank you so much, everyone. For listening, let Thanks me for let me cue Benjamin. up. Yeah, of course. Um, let me cue up this this music. Here we go. Let's do it. You've been listening to Game Brain, produced and edited by Matthew Robinson, Tom Donnelly, Trey Alsop, and Ben Mandelker, and nothing by Paul. Nothing Special by Paul. Special thanks to Datalist for our incredible music. More on Datalist at GameBrainPod.com. And thanks to Edmar Pelleg, but not Paul, for our incredible <laughs> graphics. Be sure to check him out on Instagram <laughs> at, at @kerbuloni. Don't look at Paul's. <laughs> Or his website, kerbuloni.com. You can reach us by email at contact at gamebrainpod.com unless you are Paul. And thanks for listening and go play some games with friends, but definitely not Paul. Fuck you, Paul. Am I still here?